Alright, what's up you guys? Let's get into it. This is the Early Premiums Podcast. I'm your boy, Fenyo, from the Fight Site. And I have a lot to talk about this week. We had a big pay-per-view. I mean, a pay-per-view. It was, But it was good. It was good, alright. Uh, even though main event broke my heart, <laughs> it was still good. Uh, we have a ton of fight announcements. We have a little bit of uh, rising Bellator stuff going on too. And uh, next, I mean, this week event is also pretty good. We'll, so we have a lot to talk about. Um, let's get right into it, honestly. So UFC 291, Poirier versus Gagey. Two, the rematch uh, went on. As you guys know, Justin Gagey knocked out Dustin Poirier with a head kick on the second round. Uh, good stuff, to be honest. Uh, I mean, obviously, I did not like the result. I'm a, I'm a big Poirier fan. But I thought Gagey looked fantastic here. Uh, as be- the best uh, this new version of backfoot Gagey has looked. Uh, Poirier, on his part, uh, came out pressuring. Uh, not sure I agree with that decision. I I think uh, probably in camp they decided to pressure to to mitigate the the leg kicks. Uh, Poirier did not seem to have a lot of tactics going on to deal with leg kicks. Who was probably hoping to start catching Gagey with with counters as the fight went on. Uh, I I thought Dustin looked all right. Um, I felt like he looked a, bit, a little bit tentative to pull the trigger in some situations, but you know, he's a, a slow starter. He said in the post-fight interview, uh, he was taking his time. Uh, he hurts Justin Gagey at one moment, uh, reading uh, one of the of the very deep sleeps that Justin Gagey, Justin Gagey was, um, was sleeping super deep to his right side. Uh, so Dustin, I think he fainted with the right. Uh, adjusts his, his feet to track where Justin was through the left straight. Uh, hurt Justin pretty bad, but uh, Dustin said in the in the post fight interview that he felt like if he hurt him there, he will he will be able to hurt him again. So he was taking his time, probably the wrong decision considering how the fight went. Um, Dustin doing good stuff with the with the body kick too. Uh, Justin defending weirdly against the body kick. Uh, also sleeping like super deep into into to his right side and deep in his head. Dustin saying he was trying to to set up a, a knee. Uh, Justin was looking good uh, countering. I think uh, I think Dustin the mistake for Dustin and, and not that this lost him the fight, but I thought the approach. The problem with the approach is that. If you're going to pressure, you need to take the opportunities. If you're, if you want to head to take your time and stuff, you could have sit back and f- and fi- have the fight at neutral space. You know. Um, I think um, I think Dustin, uh, after so many fights of fighting in the back foot, um, and not as sharp as uh, with the pressure. Still, I thought uh, Dustin was taking a while to get started, but at the at the end of round one, he was starting to look pretty good. Then second round comes, uh, they had a few exchanges. Dustin goes uh, with uh, with the lazy jab, uh, enters the. This is an open stance matchup, obviously. Dustin enters the the inside angle with a with a lazy jab. Uh, 
I'm guessing uh, he was trying to draw the the right hand for Justin and, and counter from there. But but Justin like takes a more aggressive uh, outside angle that uh, Justin gave him. Uh, pivots with his feet, uh, throws the straight right, not a feint, like actually lands with a non-committed straight right and puts a beautiful head kick behind, behind it. Uh, Poirier went for the parry uh, after the punch and then tried to get his his hand back up to his head to to block the head kick. Dustin says uh, he did not see the head kick at all, uh, so probably on pure reflex he got the hand up. The hand up was not enough. Uh, brutal knockout. I was very surprised to see that Dustin was like all right immediately. He didn't went out that hard, to be honest. Uh, I thought. Uh, watching live, I got distracted and saw that Dustin for a good while on the ground. But then I realized it was the doctors that were keeping him there. Uh, he was alright. Uh, yeah. Good fight. Very good for Justin KG. Uh, he looked very good here. Uh, if he can fight with this level of like calm and relaxation, I think uh, he could be very dangerous with his new style. To be fair, I, I thought he looked very good uh, against uh, Fisiev and... And Chandler finding this way, he did not fight this way against Oliveira. I thought very, very nervous. A lot of nervous energy over swinging a lot. Obviously, the matchup is different. Oliveira is a lot, is a more complicated fight to KG, but still, um, still think a rematch between Oliveira and, and Justin is interesting. And I also th think um, Islam versus Justin is very interesting. For Dawson, what's next? Uh, he says uh, he's not interested in fighting like uh, prospects. Um, I like he had a long career. Uh, he saw here an opportunity to get back into title contention. Is he retiring? Um, I don't think so, but it's probably it's probably better to not consider Dustin part of the 150 fight uh, landscape anymore. He's probably just going to take big fights, maybe a rematch with Justin. Uh, maybe another Chandler or Connor fight. I would not discard that. But yeah, I mean, it is just that. Um, still, I, I'm a big fan of Dustin Poirier. Love the way he fights. And seems seems a solid dude, to be honest. So it was sad, but at least it was uh, it was a pretty good fight and a very good performance for Gagey. Not a bad performance for Dustin. I think he made a few mistakes. Uh, that they weren't actually related to the to the knockout, so yeah, hard to tell. Uh, if Dustin fights again, I'm I'm not expecting him to look super bad. Uh, probably past it, uh, but but yeah, I mean it's alright. Uh, the main event saw Alex Pereira fighting Jan Blachowicz. That was welcoming him to the like heavyweight division. First round comes, Jan shoots immediately, gets to the back. Um, Pereira defends the rear naked choke uh, alright. I don't think Blachowicz was very good uh, fighting for the choke. But, but he, and, and we've seen Blachowicz knows how to finish a good rear naked choke. So yeah, I mean, a little bit of props to Pereira for defending. I think Blachowicz was not, uh, was not comfortable going for the rear naked choke, um, backpacking a dude that was like in all fours. If the, if it went to the ground, maybe Blachowicz would have been more comfortable. 
second round, Blahovic super tired, gets hurt with uh, calf kicks by Pereira. Uh, Blahovic was landing good counters, a lot of good counters, uh, because you can tell Pereira was super worried about the takedown. And... Yeah, second round goes on, third round is kind of the same thing, but in the last few... Third round a lot closer. Uh, Pereira, I think, was winning uh, very clearly, but it was a close for competitive round. And then on the last, like, 30 seconds or so, uh, Blakovic goes for the takedown and doesn't do shit with it. I think that lost him the fight. He could have gone for, like, a big strike or something on the feet instead of the takedown because he did not do anything. He did not try to get a good ground pound or anything. Uh, Pereira was trying to get back to his feet. Uh, he was trying to hip escape and push on the hips, I, I'm guessing. He did not. Uh, he got up uh, Pereira on the second round, I guess, from a takedown. Yeah. And and then the, the, the only exciting part of this fight was like, at the end of the second round when Pereira was unloading on Blachowicz. Blachowicz looks super dumb here. So, yeah, I mean, Pereira, you can tell, is, should, not, should not be able to compete at this level of... Of MMA, but there's a mix of him being a, a super great athlete and uh, 205 just being bad. Uh, I mean, nothing against Blachowicz, but he he did not look good here, like wrestling and, and striking with low volume against Pereira. He should have tried his luck with his feet and tried to mix like clean takedowns like he did against uh, Adesanya, but Blachowicz was having a lot of trouble, especially with the body jab of Pereira. Big thudding body jab was controlling the action most of the time, and I thought I I said on the preview that Blahovic is used to control fights with a big thudding jab. Uh, Tables turned here as Pereira was controlling with the jab with the calf kicks. Usually the tools that Blahovic likes. Uh, Blahovic gases gases himself big time with the first round um, takedown and the looking for the looking for the rear naked choke and that. So, yeah, I mean, what's next for Pereira? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I would like to see him take, like, another fight before uh, fighting for the title, to be honest. Uh, against who? Uh, I'm not sure. There's a lot of guys out there uh, at 205. Uh, I, don't, I don't care. But give him someone that all can also grapple a little bit. Not like a committed wrestler. Uh, I mean, who is even a committed wrestler at this point? But yeah, I mean, give him someone that has like a double leg or something and make him defend that. Uh, Pereira is improving in the in the grappling. I think that Jiu-Jitsu did not look super bad here, to be honest. Uh, the few times that he was in his uh, on his back and defending the rear naked choke, he looked all right, in my opinion. It is the wrestling that is more concerning. He has like... He never pummels for the underhook. He did a few times here, but... But he's not a guy that is actively looking for underhooks and to spin a guy. Uh, he defends takedowns mostly just being a big dude with very heavy hips and good balance. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of improvement to make to be made on the wrestling part. Uh, the striking obviously good. Uh, he gets he gets very hampered by the takedown threat. I would say I was comparing on on Twitter uh, Adesanya with Pereira, and I was saying like Adesanya's style is very very good to transfer to MMA just because he's like Freddy on heavy on the front foot uh, he moves a lot he has good positioning he likes to win exchanges with angles and he has a lot of tools at long range he has very long kicks uh, attacks all three levels with kicks and has a more like 
has more like a long, quick jab, snappy jab. And on the other hand, Pereira, as you know, stands super tall, uh, uh, not as not as heavy on the front foot, and that uh, that doesn't allow him to move that well. Uh, his style of head movement is mostly like hiding behind his shoulders, um, shoulder running, and uh, high guard. While while Sanya on the other hand favors like um, more layered head movement with like big sleeves and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean Pereira style is ha, have more more troubles, especially dealing with the wrestling. I think Pereira style transfers well to fighting with strikers, especially uh guys that will stay in the pocket he can punish those but the problem with Pereira is that when he sees the takedown threat I don't know if it's mental or it's something related to his style but he gets very worried about the takedown uh he he gets a lot easier to hit to the head uh his his combination punching is is greatly diminished here he was very scared to to put on long combinations because he was thinking what about if the other guy ducks down the, the whole time you know uh, Pereira look showed good footwork defending like naked takedowns in open space that was good but he needs to to up the wrestling game I don't know man get get into some wrestling camp for some time just get good you, you are a good athlete you can do it uh, I don't know if some guys are just bad at learning, especially when they're old. Uh, Pereira, not super young. And I don't know, but Glover is a good wrestler. I don't know why Glover is a good wrestler. I mean, I know he was training with Chuck Liddell back in the day, and I, I'm not sure if that's related to that. But yeah, I mean, Pereira should be a, a better wrestler at this point. Before that, we have Derek Lewis versus Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Fight starts, Derek Lewis lands a flying knee, then pounces on the ground, and that was it. Only 33 seconds. Uh, Lewis takes his pants off and all that. Good for Derek Lewis, to be honest. Uh, he's funny on the mic, too. Um, I'm expecting him to do big stuff when moving on at heavyweight. Not really. Not really. I mean, he, uh, Lewis has been losing fights, still being athletic and all that. Uh, he's just more... He's more fragile nowadays. We didn't get to see that in this fight. Obviously, he did. He was not hit at all, I think. But yeah, I mean, uh, Lewis showed up in better shape. I think he was like 259, uh, no weight cut. Uh, he usually fights at 266, uh, cutting quite a bit of weight. Um, he did not have a six-pack, come on, guys. Having that, the, a very slight outline of giraffes is not a six-pack. Six-pack is when you have six very well-defined abdominal muscles you, you you guys should know this like that's a six-pack that's why it's called a six-pack you, you're not a like slightly less fat dude and get to say oh i have a six-pack now come on dude come on get some respect here for the six-pack <laughs> you gotta be actually lean to have a six-pack and some lean guys do not have a six-pack 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 <laughs> moving on uh, before that, Bobby Green fought Tony Ferguson. Uh, a little bit less depressing fight. Than, uh, I mean, I was predicting that it was not going to be that sad for Tony. A lot of people saying that Tony shouldn't fight anymore. I think he did not look alright, but he did not look as bad as he did against Nate Diaz. Uh, Bobby also losing a step clearly here. 
Um, I, I'm not sure if Bobby was dropped. I think he was caught like he was like tripped with a punch. Or maybe he was dropped and he just had a great recovery because he got up to his feet and he was all right immediately. Uh, so yeah, Tony drops Bobby Green in the first round. Uh, second round, Bobby starts going to town. Um, end of the first round, like last minute or so, Bobby Green gets going and starts landing a lot of a lot of straight shots. Um, some big body kicks as well. Uh, Tony, I think here looked all right in the pocket. Uh, he was reacting well. He was moving all right. Um, I was talking with uh, with my friend Sriram how Tony Ferguson in his prime, he was very dangerous in very long range. He was dangerous on the inside, but the transition between the two was always messy. He was pretty bad at closing the gap between the, the long range, like jab and kicking range to the pocket. And, and the problem with like, this version of Tony Ferguson is that he's he's not good anymore at the super long range because he's not good at measuring distance. Uh, he doesn't get the jab going. Um, he lands a few kicks here, but he's not good at measuring distance. So he's left with with just closing distance a lot, and he's sloppy with it and can't get can't get punished a lot. One thing to talk about about that is that Bobby Green had a very bad eye poke against Tony on the first round. Um, Tony's saying intentional. I don't want to think that about Bobby Green because I like Bobby Green, but it looked a bit suspicious on the on the on the replay. I'm gonna give him benefit of the doubt. Hopefully, it wasn't intentional. But yeah, I mean, it sucks because uh, Tony is already at this stage of his career not great at fighting at long range, and then had to fight with a compromised eye, um, but yeah, it's whatever. Uh, second round, Tony goes for the Imanari roll, Bobby Green stays on top and starts going to town with the ground and pound, uh, big ground and pound, big time. And then a uh, third round, it was like a bit closer, like you can tell like the pace that Tony was setting was starting to get to Bobby a little bit, Bobby still landing big shots, but, but Tony was finding the sheen more and more. And then they go to the ground. I think Bobby drops him while catching a kick or something. Uh, I have to rewatch honestly. <laughs> and then he goes for the for the pass. Uh, he was like uh, having a a head and arm choke, a triangle, an arm triangle, an arm triangle on on the on the left side, and he was trapped on the half guard of Tony from the on the right side. So. So yeah, I mean, hard to, very hard to finish the show from there. Uh, I thought he was maybe going to get it from there, but then he used the pressure of the of the choke, the arm triangle to to pass to side control, and then Tony went to sleep. Uh, so yeah, I mean, better better this than getting like really knocked out, right? Before that, Kevin Holland fought Michael Chiesa. Chiesa looked awful here. He looked. Uh, very bad. He was overreacting to every every strike, even before like like realizing that Kevin Holland hits pretty hard. He was like he felt like scared to be honest. Uh, he did not get any clean takedown attempts um, because of that because he was fighting so reactively. Uh, got on the hips a few times. Kevin Holland, to his credit, uh, did a great job of defending, using his bumping his hips, uh, getting them closer to Kiesa. Then using the cage one time that he was celebrated, 
Uh, then just pummeling and getting his stuff done. Uh, end of the fight comes as Mikey Kiosa shoots. Uh, oh no, he was he was hit with something. I don't know if an uppercut or a knee or something. Uh, Kiesa gets hurt, shoot, shoots for a takedown. Kevin Holland with the darts. We know Holland has a good darts. He submitted Tim Means with that. So good for Holland, uh, bad for Kiesa. I don't think if Kiesa is retiring, but if he's retiring after a performance like that, I think maybe the right choice, to be honest. I don't know with Kiesa, man. A long layoff, coming off of injuries. Maybe he's just old. Uh, hopefully he's not dealing with like a concussion or a CTE or something because he, the the, the reactions he had were were concerning. Uh, Gabriel Bonfim for Trevin Giles. Uh, it was very funny because uh, Rogan was hyping Bonfim big time. He was saying, uh, Gabriel Bonfim is so polished and just as he says that Bonfim has a, a super messy exchange with a lot of arm punching against Trevin Giles. But, but yeah, not cheating on Gabriel. Uh, he's good. He's a good action fighter. Uh, big jab, a stiff jab. Uh, throws power with both hands. And, and seems to be a very decent grappler on top of that. Also a good, a pretty good athlete. So he gets to, to do stuff. Like the takedown here was all power against Giles. Uh, so yeah, end of the fight comes as... Uh, Bonfim just uh, grabs a body lock, drops Giles to the to the floor. Giles tried to wrestle up, and Bonfim just goes for the for the army in guillotine, super tight. Just commits a hundred percent for it. Yeah, I mean, good for Bonfim. He's a good addition to welterweight. Uh, the ceiling, I'm not sure yet. I uh, I would have to to see him fight better opposition, to be honest. A future fight of the prelims was C.A. Vergara versus Vinicius Salvador. I was pretty convinced this was going to be a good fight and it was not. A super slow pace. Uh, Vergara should... Vergara would have had a field day with Salvador if he was going to... If he were to pressure and use his pace, his cardio as a weapon. Instead, he decided to have like a long range, slow pace fight with Salvador. And that's exactly what Salvador wanted. Uh, Bergara just happened to be better and landing like the bigger shots, especially rounds two and three. And but yeah, I mean, good for CA for winning. Uh, I'm a pretty pretty big fan of CA. Do not think this was a good performance, to be honest. And Salvador, I don't know. Hope Salvador, I don't think he's that bad. Um, but he needs to find a more a style that it's more more conductive to winning when the other fighter is not giving you what he wants. I don't know if it's getting caught, but we will see. A couple of head kicks, Claudio Hibero uh, was posting a clip because the, the the finishing sequence is just copy of deciding to throw a head kick and knock him out. I was saying like people should not overanalyze sequences like that. Uh, sometimes you just throw and the guy makes a bad read and it happens. Uh, obviously, uh, Kopilov was like kicking the body, seeing the reactions of Hibero uh, before that. I'm not saying it was uh, like uh, a lucky shot. I'm just saying on the sequence itself, yeah, sometimes you cannot find the reasons for a knockout. But decent performance by Kopilov. Uh, he's exciting. Uh, a good addition for 185. I do not think that the ceiling is super high. He has a lot of troubles with... With like more uh, fundamentally base fighters, uh, not the case obviously with Hibero. 
Uh, but Kopilov has good attributes, could get decently far. Uh, obviously not championship material, but, but yeah, good for Kopilov. He looks solid here. Uh, and also uh, jacked Chase Hooper. Jake Matthews for Darius Flowers. <laughs> Darius Flowers is a complete goof, man. He he came here, short notice, to put on a fucking show, and I respect that. <laughs> he he played possum at one time. Uh, he was pressuring super hard. He was catching Jake with the uppercuts that I predicted in the in the preview. But at the end of the day, uh, Darius is not a good grappler, and Jake Matthews got the rear naked choke. But, but yeah, I mean Flowers. Uh, Someone told me on Twitter that he was talking about moving up to, um, and moving down to 155, and I think that's a great move if he can make the 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 cut. Uh, Matthews was a lot bigger than him, uh, but yeah, Flowers looked uh, career best here. To be honest, I th I saw a lot of tapes tape on Flowers before this, and he looked a lot better here. Uh, better technically, he looked aggressive, athletic. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with Flowers. Uh, if he moves down or he stays at 170, that's alright. Before that, Uros Medic, Medish uh, for Matthew Semmelsberger. Semmelsberger, I have two rounds up, moving into the third. Uh, and Medish just... Semmelsberger was just not using his, his physicality. He was not staying on Medish's face. I mean, Medish obviously... A decent counter puncher, so easier said than done. But I don't know. I don't think Semmelsberger fought the right fight at all. At all, uh, finish of the fight games. Uh, uh, Semmelsberger Uros uh, counters uh, the enter of Semmelsberger with like white hooks. Semmelsberger tries to to grab a collar tie. Uh, doesn't get anything done, and on the break, Medish just like nails him again with hooks to for both sides. Semmelsberger uh, kind of rocked. Uh, Uros Medish closes distance. They have mixed exchange. Medish comes with a spinning back fist. So good for Medish. Medish looked uh, like an actual welterweight on this fight. I was expecting Semmelsberger to be a lot bigger than him. Semmelsberger was bigger than him, but not by much. Uh, Medish is a thick guy at 170. I think this is the weight class for him, most likely. So good, another good addition for 170. 170 needs all the help it can take because it's not a, a, at a very good place right now. And the opening fight had Miranda Maverick versus Cachoeira. Uh, armbar on the third round. Cachoeira had no answers for the wrestling of Maverick. Yeah. And it's whatever. Good for Maverick to get back on, on the winning track. There was two uh, events, Bellator and Racing, Rising. There was Bellator versus Rising 2. This was inside a cage, I think. Uh, I did not watch anything about this. All I know is that the co-main uh, Horiguchi was fighting Shinryu and the fight ended with, a, with an accidental eye poke. So no contest there. Bellator being Bellator, obviously. And main event has uh, Patrick Pitbull, the bad Pitbull. Maybe now the good Pitbull, we will get into that. Uh, he fought Roberto de Sousa and won with a leg kick. Uh, I'm not sure if I catch up. Uh, I'm, guessing I, I'm guessing I watched the Lawrence Larkin fight against Koreshkov just to claim that Larkin was robbed because Larkin is my boy. And there was also Super Rising 2. And 
and this uh, had like a super late, late replacement by Patricio Pitbull, the good Pitbull, because um, A.G. McKee was supposed to fight uh, Shihiro Suzuki. Pitbull steps in, fights at one fight at 55. He's like a month and a half removed for fighting at, at bantamweight. So, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. And he got brutally knocked out. Haven't seen the fight, but Suzuki was throwing mad heat. And he just found the shin and put him out. Other than that, uh, there was a, an RFF a bantamweight championship fight between Archuleta and Okikubo. Archuleta won that. I don't know, man. I don't know what this event was, to be honest. I'm not sure if I'll catch up with it. Um, so let's get into some fine announcements because there's a lot of, like, not like huge, but like decently big fine announcements. Drew Dover will fight Rick Glenn in October. Uh, kind of tough for Rick Glenn, I think. Uh, but should be a banger. Rick Glenn always brings it. Uh, I'm just concerned that he's a bit fragile right now. Uh, Dover obviously got knocked out on his last fight for the, for the first time against uh, Frebola. I think that could have uh, could have been not stopped. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, but it should be a good fight for as long as it lasts. Um, what else? What else? Vitor Pretino will fight Modestas Bukowskas. I think this might be a bit too much for Petrino, to be honest. Uh, he obvious he will have his usually like athletic advantage, but Bukowska's not not a not a bad athlete, and I don't know a mobile kicker is probably bad for 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 Petrino. Petrino doesn't have the tools at long range. Uh, if he can get takedowns, maybe, but Bukowska's has been shown to be a a solid um, defensive wrestler. At least for the level of competition at 2-5. But still a good fight. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez is going to fight Santiago Ponsinibio. Should be a banger. Um, obviously, not no, no high hopes for either of these guys at this point. Uh, we should not pretend these guys are elite welterweights. They are just like fun action fighters at this, at this stage of their careers. Um, but hopefully they match up pretty well, I think. Un unless they have one of those like silly fights where where they both have the same exchange over and over again. And could be possible because this is Ponsinibio against Salpa. But other than that, should be fun, should be violent. So I'm okay with this fight. Good matchup. Giga Chikatse will fight Alex Caceres. Um, I don't know. Uh, people... They always say Caceres. I think that's like an American thing. Uh, the last name is obviously Caceres, but I don't know. I'm just stuck with the say they with the way they say it in the broadcast. But this one's good. Um, Giga seems bad for for Alex, but but Alex can put on a pace and he's a good grappler as well. Uh, has some tricks on the feet too. Super tough, so could be could get interesting. I'm expecting Giga to wash, but. But maybe Caceres gets something done. I'm excited for this one. Good fight. Bryce Mitchell will fight Dan Ige. Uh, not sure about this one. Um, Ige is a good defensive wrestler. He showed that against... I mean, Ivloyev a better wrestler than, than Bryce Mitchell, maybe. But not as good on top control. Could be over for Ige if Mitchell gets good positions from top. Uh, 
Barike could be very bad news for Bryce Mitchell on the field. He could replicate a lot of what Topuria did. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Nige needs to be taking notes on that Topuria performance. And Mitchell, uh, Mitchell is, is good. Uh, not a big fan of Mitchell, but he's a good solid fighter, a better striker than you would expect. A good wrestler and from top position, uh, a monster. So, so yeah, I mean, fun, fun, good fight. Uh, and relevant, very relevant fight for 145. VCF is going to fight Mateo Gamrot. Uh, this is a main event, so for five rounds. Uh, scared for my boy VCF here because he's probably going to get tired. And you know Gamrot is like tough as fucking shit. So uh, I think the, the, the main prediction that VCF like wins the first three rounds uh, on damage... The Gambrot just not sells everything and starts wrestling on the fourth and the fifth and then again and then somehow gets the decision <laughs> anyway after the fight is done. It's very probable here. Gambrot is very good at robbing people. And as my friend Sandro said, you cannot get uh, knockdowns scored against you when you can just drop for an an awful looking single leg all the time. You can just max mask those. <laughs> Uh, yeah, good fight, very excited. So Dick Yusuf will fight Edson Barbosa, and this one should be a banger too. Uh, excited. Uh, Barbosa still has some gas in the tank. And Sodik. Sodik not fighting very, very active at all, but has been looking look solid on his last fight, so excited for this one. So Hoover will fight Christos Diagos. Interesting to see Sir Hoover against a guy that is athletic and will be willing to wrestle him. So that's that. Molarki will fight John McDessie. Um, this, this, this fight would rule if it was, was like prime McDessie. Uh, I think that the, the Clash of Styles uh, matches up very well to have a good fight. Uh, but I'm not sure if McDessie can take the punishment from Molarki at this stage. Maybe he can and they have a good fight. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, so this week we have a few events. Uh, we have PFL. We have PFL uh, 7. Uh, main event is Buva Jenkins versus Jesus Pinedo. Should be a good one. Uh, other than that, uh, what else we have? Uh, Chris Wade is fighting Gabriel Alves. Uh, haven't seen Gabriel Alves, but Chris Wade... I, I like Chris Wade, he's solid. Ty Flores is fighting Josh Silvera. Uh, that's like heavyweight. Uh, Martin Hamlet fights Impa Kasanganai. Okay, that's good. I like Impa. Uh, other than that, not a lot of name power on this card, to be honest. But yeah, these are semi-finals for the tournaments, I think. Um, What else we have? Uh, there's a one event. Uh, it has a main event of Shinko Salasov versus Marak Grigorian. That's kickboxing, but that's a great, great fight. Uh, I'll be watching that for sure. Co-main event is, has like grappling. Miki Musumeji doing his thing against Jared Brooks. I mean, interesting, I guess. Uh, Musumeji could just probably going to watch Jared here. Uh, Tawan Shah is fighting and kickboxing against David Kiria. That's interesting too. Uh, the, big, uh, the biggest uh, MMA fight is John Lineker versus Jay Wong King. Should be fun for sure. Uh, 
there's Buchecha fighting MMA in, in this event here uh, too. Uh, he's 4-0 right now. Buchecha very decorated grappler for those that don't know. Um, there's a Muay Thai fight between Elias Bakhmudi and Edgar Juarez, the guy that lost to... to what's his name? <laughs> the, the Muay Thai fighter that knocked out uh, Tavares. I'm just blanking right now. I'm sorry. I mean, solid event. Uh, one puts on decent events most of the time. I just wish... I just wish the, the grappling fights weren't such a wild card. They are they are usually not very entertaining, to be honest. And, and most importantly, this this weekend I, I lost my tab. We have a a very good main uh, a very good uh, no main event. I mean, what the fuck is happening to me, guys? I just got distracted. I have ADHD, so you just have to excuse me for putting on the worst podcast of all time. <laughs> yeah, it is San Hagen versus Font. Uh, San Hagen versus a great main event. I'm super, super excited for this one. Um, so very interesting to see what uh, Font usually controls the fight with the long jab, uh, very stiff jab, puts a very high pace as of late. And San Hagen uh, has dialed the pace a little bit on his last outings, but looking very clever, very well-rounded. So, I mean, just so excited for this fight. I hope these guys grapple, they strike, they... Hopefully it's a long fight, not a quick knockout, because it just has so many chances to develop as a very cool fight. Uh, super, super excited. Um, maybe doing a little bit of preview for this, I'm not sure, but something. I'll do something, maybe just some clips for Twitter, I don't know, but very excited for this main event. Co-main has Jessica Andrade versus Tatiana Suarez. I think Andrade is losing a step big time lately. Um, yeah, I'm not sure she's going to be able to defend against Suarez. If she can, it gets very interesting because I think Suarez striking is not, it's not very good at all. And the pace for Tar Suarez is not great too. And the cardio from Andrade has been solid all career long. So hopefully we get to see Suarez working a little bit for the victory here. It's not just a washout. Dustin Jacoby is fighting Kennedy and Sechuku. For like heavyweight, this is alright, to be honest. Um, it's weird, Jacoby was on a very big winning streak, and I'm not sure he's going to win this one. It, it, it would be like three fights in a row that he loses. It would be tough, but... But yeah, I mean, it's for, for Nsechuku's side, this is a good test, because this is a guy that knows how to strike, uh, can strike long, uh, so Nsechuku will probably have to, to wrestle on this one. Oh, uh, Jacoby's not like invincible on the feet, so he, he could win there too. We have another banger on this on this card. Gavin Tucker is fighting Diego Lopez, and great, great fight. Uh, I think Tucker might, might surprise some people here. A, a lot of people are super high on Diego Lopez after the Devloye fight. Tucker is is tough for Lopez because he's just so good in the clinch. He's very solid from top position, and Lopez very content to play guard and that kind of stuff. So, and they're going to bang on the feet. Hopefully, Tucker's chin is fine, and we can get a, an exciting fight. Excuse me, drinking a little bit of water there. Uh, Tanner Bowser is fighting Alexa Kamor. Um, don't care, really. I mean, good for the winner, but... Ignacio Bahamondes, my... 
my fellow Chilean is fighting Ludovic Klein, that one should be exciting because the, these guys are going to bang and they're going to kick each other very hard. Uh, hard to predict. Uh, I think Bahamontes has a huge uh, advantage on the on the reach. Uh, he fights at a more more steady pace than Klein. But Klein is a fucking horse, man. He he hits so hard. He's very athletic. He's a thick dude at 155. Um, so, yeah, I mean, interesting. Uh, another very interesting fight. Uh, Haoni Barcelos is stepping in to fight Kyler Phillips. Should be a good one. Uh, Barcelos has all the tools to neutralize Phillips, but Phillips is so dynamic. Haoni is losing a step. I'm not feeling very good about Haoni's chances here just because Kyler is athletic, a big hitter. And Haoni seems fragile. I think skill-wise, Barcelos for sure the better fighter. Not that Phillips is bad, it's just that Barcelos is better. Uh, Jeremiah Wells and Carlston Harris are going to bang. <laughs> just remember this because this maybe you don't know these guys very well. Uh, they're not super good, but they're going to go ham in there. This is going to be exciting fight. Unless like Wells just tries to wrestle the whole fight. Uh, this should be like swinging city <laughs> all night long. Billy Quarantillo is fighting Damon Jackson. This one should be very exciting too. Both guys bring it all the time. Uh, Jackson can be a very smothering grappler. Uh, Quarantillo, very good grappler himself. Uh, Jackson bangs when he needs to. Quarantillo always bangs, so should be a good one. Jake Hadley is fighting Cody Durden. Relevant fight for flyweight. This should be on the main card, to be honest. And solid, solid, because Hadley has been looking dangerous with his hands. You know Cody Durden, a smothering wrestler. Uh, so interesting to see if Hadley can get it done here against a wrestler. Especially because he he has been talking so much shit about um, Mokayev. So interesting to see him against a wrestler uh, on the prospect of a future Hadley versus Mokayev fight. And the opening fight is Ode Osborne versus Asu Almabayev. Um, I don't know anything about this Salma Bayev guy. Um, he's coming from Brave FC and have some fight at, at ACB, currently ACA. So, so yeah, I mean, but these guys from, this guy from, from, from Kazakhstan have been very solid. So, so yeah, I keep an eye on this one, but super solid card, to be honest. Very solid card. Uh, the main event is great, and there's a lot of fun action fights in between, and a relevant fight at flyweight as well. The Dorden versus um, the Dorden versus uh, what's his name uh, Hadley Hadley fight. Uh, it's very relevant for the division, I would say. So good, good, excited for this one. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, I'm. I'm holding on fine after the, the pay-per-view. I was, <laughs> I was very sad for Dustin, but Justin looked great. Uh, hats off to him. Uh, so yeah, the pay-per-view was good. Uh, a lot of fine announcements, uh, some good stuff. And next week event, it's solid, very solid. So I'll get you guys some clips from the fires there so to get you prepared. Do not expect as much clips as I did for the pay-per-view, obviously. Uh, Again, thank you guys for listening to the full preview. It's so much work, but I'm, I'm hoping it's worth it for you guys. And let's get into the final part where I thank sponsors and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, as always, most importantly, remember that the Early Premium Podcast is brought to you by X Marshall. 
X Martial is a combat sport brand dedicated to supporting the Jiu-Jitsu community. Their goal is to create a fun training environment with unique and exciting designs and promote the gym culture we all love. X Martial offers a range of products including rash guards, shorts, spats, gis, streetwear and training equipment. Use code THEFIGHTSIDE to get a 10% discount on your order now. That's the fight site, all uppercases, no spaces. And for the best deals and discounts, sign up to their mailing list and follow them in all social medias at XMartialOfficial. Thank you, Smartshell, for sponsoring us. And also, if you want to support the fight site, remember to give us a little bit of money on Patreon. Patreon allows us to get this operation running. You get access to a lot, a lot of exclusive content. Uh, we have a big backlog of stuff you can that you cannot get access to everywhere. We have um, a few articles, we have a lot of videos, alternate commentaries with videos, so check out for that, our Patreon is very good. And also you get access to our Discord server that is full of very cool people that you can talk about uh, combat sports and also life. You can get friends to just for just for three dollars on Patreon, it's a, it's a bargain. So yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for all the support. Uh, I'll see you guys on Twitter. Follow me there. If you want to ask me anything, just hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Discord. I'm always there. And thank you so much, guys. I'll watch you on the... I mean, I, I won't watch you. Uh, the, the expression is, I see you, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I, I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.